to another episode of the Winner Winner Podcast. This is episode 73. I am Heathy Keithy. With me tonight is the One Heart Kevin. Yo, what up, man? And also MTB Trigger, aka Mike. Yo. And we're just really excited to get into the new changes to the game with Season 5, Miramar Patch. What are we calling it? It's a refresh? Yeah, refresh, not remaster. Refresh, not remaster. That's a pretty key key term this time around. It's just Miramar Reloaded with ammo and more guns and scopes. Let's get into it. What do you? Where are we going to start with this one, fellas? There's so much I want to talk about on this one. I'm excited, man. <laughs> I've been having so much fun in the test server. I think the thing that stood out to me the most, you know, wasn't the obvious things we've been asking for forever, but the way people played test server this go around, they were so ballsy. And it just made the game like way more fun than this like tactical, really like drawn out stuff that we've been dealing with. What do you mean by that, Kevin? No one cared about their stats. They were just out there having fun with the new stuff and just going for it. Yeah, I actually got shouted down for not using a Winchester in the final circle by enemy team. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they were kind of good about it. They're like, come on, you suck. Use your Winchester. And I was trying to spray them down with the AK. And I, and I lost. They, they got me with the Winnie. Yeah. I mean, they got a point. That's amazing. But I was also out there using bolts and stuff just because I wanted to make sure I could find scopes because, you know, it's not just all about the Winchester, even though that's clearly the most fun thing that's been changed. So maybe we should explain that with what he's actually changed in a few bullet points. You want to roll down the list? So everyone's been asking forever for Miramar of all maps to get a loot balance change. Just up the loot. You want to go down the list for us? No. You want to do a trigger? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, what they've changed on Miramar as far as loot goes is the following. So they've added 12% increase to ARs, 29% increase to DMRs, 30% increase to the Win94, 18% increase to scopes, 42% increase to sniper rifles, 31% decrease to pistols, and they've also added vending machines that you can get painkillers and energy drinks from. Wow. There's a lot to love there. Yeah. There's a lot to love there. There's a lot to love there. I've been pretty vocal about wanting to see the loot increased, specifically the scopes and DMRs and sniper rifles, because I think we've beat it to death that PUBG has the best gunplay mechanics in any FPS game Ever made. I've never heard that said before. Is that you just make that up now? On this show? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if we said that. I think we said it last episode. I think we twice. said it every episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you're right. And it sucks when you can't use them. Mm. At least not at range. Right. And 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 Miramar's the map that you want to use them on because it's got the most open fields, it's got the rock faces, it's got the cliffs, it's the biggest map. And it's designed for long-range combat. And this, to me, just says, hey, we're going in the right direction. It isn't the Vikendi change, which was like a 70% increase on SRs and DMRs or something ridiculous. But it's a step in the right direction. But the Winchester change that you guys were alluding to before, 
that 30% increase in the Win94 and them adding the 2.7 times scope permanently attached to the Winchester makes a huge difference in the feeling of the game, even in the very beginning of the game. I mean, have you guys experienced how different this map feels already? Yeah, I mean, you're having these long-range engagements. I mean, it just feels great. I haven't figured out the bullet drop on this thing yet, but it is really, really fun to use. It's a real change from the that looting, even without the other loot changes, just the Winchester, to be able to find a gun with some range straight away. You don't have to go and find a scope and a big gun. You get the combination, and you're ready to fight in almost any ranged engagement besides point blank, which you can still do with hip fire, I suppose. But yeah, that was an immediate change for me to be able to you know, that real struggle that Miramar has in the beginning where you're just scrambling and the Winnies are everywhere now. I think Kev brought up a good point too, though, is that the Winchester's kind of like this gun that there's very few people that were really good with it. And when you came across them, that was really annoying. But now that it has a scope on it, it's like, oh, we need to figure out how it actually works. I almost feel like at this point, I'm better at it without because we've done so many Winchester modes, you know, on our on our own customs games. And I was actually just playing a few games and it's still that perfect little gun to grab on a town fight when you're just like house to house it still wrecks without the scope but i noticed in those games where i was switching back to the live server and just happened to be in squads or playing duos specifically or something that you couldn't find any other things and so you were using that not because it had a cool scope but just because there's nothing else for you to play with at the time but yeah i have no idea how to shoot it with a scope right now like in terms of drop off and actually trying to use it at any sort of range i, I don't know how to use it right now did anyone else get in their first game and try and do the double winchester loadout in my first game slash first like seven or eight games i tried to get the golden murado <laughs> <laughs> that go well did it it took like seven or eight games for me to be the driver <laughs> uh, i got run over by it the first time i tried to get it i gave up Ooh. pretty quick it's a pretty good feeling when you get it, but yes, I have done the double Winchester challenge, so. I, I have not. Like I said, I've been trying to actually make sure the other things are there as well, and like actually see if those things are, are noticeable, and, and I feel like the loot is getting a lot better. I still think we can up some stuff a little bit more, particularly scopes, an 18% increase from, from you know, 3% to eight to 21%, like, you know, it doesn't feel great still. They're definitely there more often, and you can carry that second. I like having a second range scope for my ar so being able mm. to do that is, is pretty nice uh i seem it feels like if you do get to the mid to late game you are going to find enough scopes for everyone and then start picking up those secondary scopes so it is nice to see that my friends and i had a real go at the test server to try and flex like the stats we see on this this sheet here in front of us so we intentionally dropped places where we know there's not enough loot for a squad or even duos just to see how we went and pretty much out of the five games we played four times we came away from compounds we would never drop in because there's not enough loot with with enough loot to you know actually go for a fight that's really cool and was this with the winchesters in tow or was this actually just picking up other stuff too yeah just finding an ar or with finding a site you know just the kind of basics you need backpack helmet vest gun sight you brought up before that you would do this and you like, be like one out of five you would leave kitted and did you just say it was four out of five now yeah, four out of the five games, we all left you know, with, with enough. We weren't totally decked out, but we, there was enough. And these, and these are places on the map that we would never drop for that reason. Right. Yeah, and that is a problem with, with Miramar. And I feel like a lot of the maps at this point is people are so tired of looting that they'd rather just go to the hottest area and either start over quick because they died or whatever. But 
you know, get all the loot in the big town, but that ends up making that ends up making everyone dead right away. Yeah. But it's often you'd win like a hacienda drop and you'd still leave with garbage. Oh, hacienda has you know, historically just been crap to leave from and someone always is rolling in late to take advantage of it. Yeah, it's like barely viable in solos. <laughs> so if you do it in squads, it's really not worth it. You end up rolling over. But the Golden Murado. The Golden Murado reskinned. <laughs> right. But I, I want to talk about the Golden Murado for a second because in the patch, what they're doing is they're introducing the Golden Murado and there's only one of them on the map. It spawns in the garage on the east side of Hacienda and it's there in the beginning. And in the very beginning, I think there's even an achievement tied to it. So it's there, people hot drop there and try to get in this thing and roll out just for the style points, I guess. But I think some of the most interesting conversation around how this should be implemented or maybe changed in the future came around this. So I had somebody talking, heard someone talking about this, and it came up that it would be really cool if it was in like a locked garage for three minutes and then it opened up after the hot drop. Yeah, who was cool. who was that with? That was with uh, Renan Ammo, I think, and I were talking. And yeah, I think you were in there. That you know, we were all at work just chatting, but. You know, someone had brought up if it was locked at some point or some way. Maybe like there's a front gate that opens up so you can't easily get it out or get it out at all. You can get in it, but there's nothing much you could do. Or the garage door is actually open and there's a button or something that would be cool. And another thing that I had tried to bring up was I think that they should give it the BRDM treatment and make the tires not poppable, especially mm. with the hinted at spike strips that are going to come. Ooh, that would be kind of cool. You know, maybe give it an extra 500 damage. Just make it more more tanky. It's still You can still shoot someone out of it pretty easily, but the vehicle itself can make it later. You know, you can, you can kill a team out of it and then safely take the vehicle too. And someone else can claim the car, you know? I think it should have the radio permanently on so you can't turn the radio off. It just plays gangster rap really loud. <laughs> you know, like as a, as a balance, you know? And I'm glad you remembered where that, initial conversation came from on the garage because it got me thinking about it. And I started talking about it everywhere, so I couldn't remember where exactly it started. But one of the subsequent conversations about it came up and someone was like, well, what if there was a key? Mm -hmm. Like the, the key was somewhere in Hacienda and maybe it was a fixed spawn in like the upstairs bedroom or it was in like a random location and you had to find the key, aka win Hacienda for the most part, and then you could go take the car. Yeah, like maybe it's in one of four locations and you got to you gotta open the door, like a special lockbox for it or something. What if it's in this safe in right. that little room that has the safes in it? Like it's right nearby, but get in there and get out would probably be difficult. Maybe it takes, you know, five seconds to actually open it. You got to use an F mechanic. You're picking somebody up. There could be right. a lot of cool things in there. Well, and it, it just goes to show like this is why I like this patch so much. It's the reason that I'm excited about it, that they're putting things in there that aren't super challenging to put in, I would think, but they make interesting and fun gameplay moments. And it's like putting a golden skin Murado can't be that hard, but it's all it's causing all of this commotion at Hacienda and it's hilarious to watch 30 people hot drop in there and try to drive out there. This is where the game needs to go, I think, is adding in these fun things that have story elements or maybe we learn why there's a golden Murado or they can iterate on it and create fun sequences within Hacienda. It's like if you don't want to fight for a key or 
you don't want to find the garage code to open the door, fine, don't go there. But if you enjoy that little bit of extra depth to your game, it would be fun if they keep adding things like this, not just to Hacienda, but all over each one of the maps. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. Although, Mike, I think we know why there's a gold Murado there. Drugs, dude. It's a drug kingpin. Drugs. It's drugs. Yeah. I still like the story element of it and, and <laughs> all that comes with it, you know? It's the desert. It's the sun. <laughs> you think it's paint protection? That's what the gold is? Yeah. There should be like there should be like a guaranteed like golden R forty five as well. Like in the car. In the like car. you get it equipped. Yeah, you just jump in and get it. That'd actually be cool. Like and it should have like pearl cool. pearl plating to it on like, you know, on the handle. It could right. be great. Yeah. That, that's another fun thing. That's a, there's just so much opportunity like what that. What if you just I love instantly that. your character got like a really sick mustache just on for the rest of the game, whether you're a female <laughs> or male character too, like just all this goofy shit just gets instantly applied to the person who lands in it. <laughs> Gold teeth are added to the skins. Right. Sweet chains. Rings. <laughs> yeah. It's looking great. But it could be unlockables, right? Like if you, what if you, you know, you steal the, you have to steal the gold Murado and then like run someone over and then you get some unlocked costume. I don't know. Yeah. Like you could certainly game the system to get it, right? You can work with other people to get it, but it would be cool to have story elements driven by doing in-game things like that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about one of the other fun, like newer things that, that isn't like groundbreaking and it isn't going to affect the game for most people, most games when you play Miramar, but it's the vending machines. Have you guys run across those in game yet? Yeah. I actually haven't. I found one. And it, it chucked out like 14 boosters. It was fantastic. Were we playing in that same game or is this you found it on your own? No, it might have been the same game. It was uh, El Alazar. No, it wasn't. 14? Yeah. yeah. It was dropping out like six at a time. Mm-hmm. I landed on East or West Leonis where we like to drop that that side really open with all the greens. Yeah. No, sorry. That was, that was yeah, the game. And I went to the, uh, what's it called? The, one of those brown brownstone like big garages and in one of the rooms i found it and i'm just hitting this thing over and over and it just keeps spitting them out and and i don't know if they're going to scale that back at some point but i no lie just sat there and like every like four or five seconds you know the light came back on you could hit it again i ended up with like 14 of them now after hitting it multiple times big noise went off it would have been super loud and if people were around they would have for sure heard it within like 150 meters but it was just us. We'd already won that area, so it didn't matter much. But I could see if you're hitting it and you're in, say, one's in the arena in Picado, and, and you're not quite done yet, but you've won the arena. Someone would for sure know you're there if they're in the red, you know, apartments. So it was definitely interesting, but I don't think there was a point where it ever, like, stopped kicking stuff out at me. I think I just, we had to go, and I had too, many, too much stuff in my inventory. I wanted to, like, get a 4X off of Heathy and give him half my stuff. It's funny you said that sound was really loud because I was in your proximity. I wasn't too close, but I didn't didn't hear the machine make that sound you described at the time. What, what it was felt the sound loud itself? to me? I want to say it's almost like a slot machine going off or something. But it was <laughs> obviously a little different. <laughs> so good. But it was like you won something, but the prize would have been like imminent death. You know, <laughs> lobby screen. Yeah. So how long did it take for the like painkillers and energy drinks to shoot out? Did you like hit it and they just fall out, or was it like you said fourteen? Is it like, does it just come like one can, but it's a stack of six or something? It'd be, it'd be like randomly, like maybe three at some point, so, or just one. And it would be either an energy drink or pills, I think. Um, might have just been energy drinks, though. 
I think it might just be energy. But like all at once or over time? Over time. Like I would just hit it, wait, hit it. And I thought it was just one, but maybe, you know, every time. But then all of a sudden I look and I definitely hadn't hit it like 14 times. And I had a ton of them. So it was clearly giving out more than one. And I just wasn't paying attention to the number. But after I hit the thing maybe five times, the noise went off. And then I hit it like two more times. And then it was just like, I got to get out of here. You know, we, we, the zone shifting. But if I could have, I probably would have just stayed there. And just kept hitting it until the game was over. Just Addict to see to the core. If yeah. I could just get like three hundred, <laughs> like, would have been fun. That would have been some real test worthy, you know, stuff right there. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's little things like this. And I guess you're right, Heath. If you didn't hear it, it's not too far. But I still think if it was in in Picado in the arena, you would have maybe heard it across the way. But you can hear a lot from between those buildings often anyway. And you typically just know from someone running around. So maybe it isn't that loud, but. It it is interesting that you hit it and it could kind of make a little extra noise. Yeah, I don't know. Is is it like something you find derivative of other games, or is it just kind of fun? I mean, it's easy to look at games like I mean, Fortnite has vending machines, right? Yeah, yeah, they've had them for a while, and I think they probably got it from other, Radical like, Heights. You know, Radical Heights. That was it. I was trying to remember the name. I never of got it, to yeah. play it, but it looked like everyone had a blast when it was going on. Yeah, but like Radical Heights had it, and they it was like a system, right? You could use like trade in some kind of currency and yeah they have like legit atms and stuff in that game there was like a lot of janky and when you killed people you got money maybe yeah i mean there was like there was some janky stuff in that game but some really like innovative ideas and i wish that would have stayed around a little longer so i could have tried it out it was definitely a cool game they just seemed to have gone you know belly up a little early for things that i wasn't quite understanding but people were sad for sure yeah and I, to your point though i do think it is a little derivative but it fits it doesn't remove you from the game. It's like, oh, vending machine, cool. What would you expect to get in a vending machine? A soda can. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, it, energy drinks pop. It's not out, like, like you're hitting a vending machine and you're like randomly getting an AR, right? You know, or a sniper. Like it's not like you're like shooting at the vending machine to make it change because I think like that's what you do in pubs. You can like shoot at it and then change what comes out of it, like to like cycle through faster. Otherwise, it like rotates on its own. So I don't think it's like, it's not so ridiculous that it's just giving you whatever you, you kind of want and it doesn't charge you anything. It's just there. You just, you know, basically smack with the machine and it just gives you stuff. Right. And the last bullet point on the patch notes is the one that has me most interested in the vending machine. And I'm curious if you guys tested this at all because it says, be careful when you use the vending machine as cover. The vending machine is protected by cutting edge anti-theft technology and any attempt to damage the machine may expose your location to the enemy. Yeah, that's just that noise that I was talking about that Heathy said he couldn't actually hear from as far of a range as I thought. So they didn't gotcha. they didn't put an audible range in there, and I guess we would have to try and test that. Maybe we can one day, and we'll just set someone like 50 meters, 100 meters, you know. Right, see what it actually does, yeah. You know, but maybe it, maybe it is only like 75 meters, which is not very far. But yeah, that's, that's the anti-theft. It's just, it, you know, basically a slot machine winning sound. Is all you get. It lasts like a couple seconds, and then it's over. I don't. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. And it, did it say? Um, so they spawn randomly at set locations. So in arenas, casinos, gas stations, motels, and commercial buildings. Is that what I was in? A commercial building? I would have just called it a warehouse, wasn't it? Like, yeah, that's what I'm. I suppose it's a commercial building. I guess that's the name for it. I'm not gonna call it that. I just call it brick. I think know? that's lost in a translation, to be honest. Could be, yeah. But I haven't, you know, I haven't seen them anywhere else. It makes sense that they're in like, you know, casinos and arenas and motels and stuff. It specifies Camp Jackal here, 
why would they be in Camp Jackal at all? Which is the training ground, if you're wondering what the hell a Camp Jackal is. I saw someone online going, does that mean we're getting a new map, Camp Jackal? I'm like, oh, no, dude, I'm sorry. That's just, that's the training grounds. Please, Team Deathmatch. Yeah, well, that's what Camp I'm thinking. Is, is that a hint Please. towards what, where, you know, where this is going? This Camp Jackal might actually be used for something besides training grounds. They must have just put it in because you want to be able to test that it works. And so maybe you just go to the testing ground and you, you just see it there. I always see that in testing in training ground there when you see like a rows of first aid kits and like who actually comes and practices using first aid. <laughs> like you've got to you got to have someone with you to shoot you to hurt you as well. So that's kind of funny though because if there was like a little area in the test zone where you could test like different phases of the blue circle and first aids and various healing mechanics, that would actually be really cool. It'd be useful. I still don't think people would do it. That's what I'm saying. Because otherwise, why are the healing stuff in there? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I could potentially, if there was a way to time yourself doing things, I could see like the benefit of boosting fully with a SMG and trying to like, you know, run through and clear some targets as fast as possible because you get that mm -hmm. speed boost, right? It feels like it's maybe maybe it's ahead of it's ahead of itself in terms of other things you're gonna end up being able to get. Mm -hmm. And, and do within the training grounds. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. you can test Blue Zone. Although, I, I doubt they'd want to encourage people to, like, really learn the Blue Zones too well. And, like, oh, now I know the perfect time to med so I don't die. So, I can just med in the blue forever. I don't know. I kind of, it's just interesting to me that that's a skill that I would like to get better at. Because the times that I find myself needing to know how to do it, I've only been in those a handful of times over the entire, you know, twelve or 1,300 hours I've played the game. So... Yeah, just super interesting. Just a thought. So those are the big, big like new changes and increases, right? Is there other things that we got going on for Miramar in particular? The um the racetrack. Oh yeah, yeah. So we often talk about. Oh, I think privately we talk about sometimes when things get implemented in this game, we go, "Oh, that was clearly not implemented by somebody or chose decided by somebody who actually plays the game." And have you have you tried to drive on the racetrack? Oh, yeah, it's it was, dreadful. Yes. <laughs> it's not exactly designed. I think the person who designed the racetrack, and I was going to say no offense, but this is offensive. I don't think they have a driver's license at all. Like, it is impossible to do it at speed just because of the terrain, where the terrain meets the ramps. You have to slow down to a grinding halt sometimes just to stay on track. There's that, like, there's one that has, like, a super hard left turn to get going downhill, no mm -hmm. less, on a dirt track to get onto the ramp. Yeah. It's like only doable on a bike. Yeah, even then. I know the exact one you're talking about. And yeah, then you, when you hit the ramp, you don't land on the track. You land like, you know, 300 meters north of the track. That was actually the first thing I went and tested. Like the first drop into the test realm, I went and got a motorcycle. And shout out to Viking Princess who reached out and said, hey, let's go to the test realm. And we were, driving all over the place trying to figure the track out but that was the first thing i noticed i was like if i didn't have a motorcycle there's no way i would be doing this right now yeah, well, yeah you have to be like spot on dead center to hit any of these things without going wildly off and like landing backwards and like and damn you're blowing up i saw foglet play a few games and he was you know trying all this stuff out and he was doing all right with it but even you know even him like was just having trouble when you brought up the golden murado i thought of him as well because he got in for one game landed and immediately ran over like four people and killed them all <laughs> with his with his vehicle. One even had a one or two even had guns, and he just like backed up into them and, and got them. 
and and then took off. Didn't even loot them. Just just left while people were still fighting. But yeah, I saw him messing with everything, and of course he's still like he's in the middle of trying out the racetrack, and he's just like, oh, there's a crate. I'll be back. And goes and gets the crate and comes back and finishes the the right like racetrack. The at the end of the racetrack, and I don't know if it's the end, but there's a point where there's the loop to loop. And I had some of the funniest moments happen at the bottom of this because there are so many people trying to do the loop. And there was in three or four games, there was a vehicle graveyard at the bottom of it because if you mess up, you just end up flipping and falling there. And it was one of the funniest places to sit and just mow people down as they went down the loop and then just fell. And then they're just in the middle of nowhere. So it just turned into this graveyard. It's, it, I mean, in the last week, it's happened three or four times where I've ended up in that area. And you can count on somebody coming down and trying that loop. And then usually, like nine times out of ten, they fail. And they're just, you know, their car's upside down and now they're out of the car. I've tried that thing on test server a ton. and. You know, there's no pressure, and I've still not been able to do it. The thing is so maddeningly hard. Like, I I can't imagine trying to do that with, like, good gear and, like, you already have a few kills. Like, it's fun, and at the same time, it's like, when am I ever going to actually do this with success in a game? And it's going to be, like, as badass as it looks. But the content is going to be so good when it happens and someone like films or does catches the cinematic of them doing like a drive by and then the loop de loop or something. I don't know, man. Uh, well, the name of the track, right? Is uh, my Spanish isn't real flash, but how, how do you say it? A la muerte vamos. Muerte vamos. Right. So yeah. those words directly translated mean something along the lines of "let's go death." Am I right, or do you know? Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Uh, I never took well, Spanish. Let's ask Google. Yeah, Google says vamos is let's go and merete is to die. So it's literally let's go and die track. Yeah, so it's the perfect death race location. I feel yeah, like they've, so, they've been watching all the death races on customs and they're like, oh, we got something to help. A dirt road mm. one that's even harder. So, yeah, because I took that as like you you signed up to go back to the lobby if you try and do that loop-to-loop. Yeah, I don't think it was intended to be your friend, that's for sure. <laughs> no, but yeah, Death Race probably sounds like a more like not-so-literal translation of what they were going for. Yeah, they just wanted to have like cool you know, cool words instead of like, this is perfect translation, you know? Mm-hmm. The Google Translate says that a la muerte vamos means to death we go. Oh, that's way better than what I just said. That's way like more poetic. You know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and they, they meant that. You know, That's really cool. And that does happen at the loop, I can promise you. <laughs> yeah, for sure, especially if uh, Trigger's camping it. It was really fun, and it was hilarious, dude. Like three or four cars every time, and they can't see it because the way the loop is, right, it goes off a little bit to the right. And it's right under that where the car falls. <laughs> so they just, you don't know till it's way too late. And then there's just fire and smoke everywhere. And then there's a team waiting for you. It's, it's great. Sounds fun. I, w- I would do it too. I would do it too. It sounds really good. So, yeah, I mean, so they haven't changed locations too, you know, too drastically. Um, it doesn't look completely new like Erangel 2.0 did. But there's some fun new elements in there. And overall, it just makes. It makes going in the desert a lot more fun than it has been, and, and most of that just comes down to the playability. You know, you have that loot, and it's it's worth you know it's worth playing on. You don't have to like if you're a team that doesn't love Miramar the way we do, you still have a mm-hmm. you still have a good reason to play it out, not just hot drop and die. Right. So, and regarding this like 
the track, right, and the story. I was really hoping that there was going to be some really unique stuff in the new Survivor Pass, right? Because there's a new Survivor Pass for Season 5 that comes out with this. It's called the Survivor Pass Badlands. The tagline for it is your fight, your story, your battlegrounds. And there's been a whole bunch of released or leaked or mined information that I think is confirmed. Uh, but we we have seen all the skins. There's some really cool looking stuff. And Kev, I know you took the time to screenshot everything for us, which is really cool. But there's, um, I, I guess I was hoping to see more map interaction for the unlockables, knowing that they put this race in there. You got the Golden Murado. They did the refresh. There's new jumps. There's all kinds of stuff. But it seems like we're just getting the the pretty typical, here's the guns, here's the challenges, it's damage, it's get two kills in the game, get some headshots, like, it's all the same kind of thing. And then we have, like, the seasonal stuff, and it's, again, it's the loot care packages, kill five enemies, deal damage. It's all very similar to me. Hmm. I mean, what, what, are you, what are you suggesting here, Trigger? I guess there's just opportunity here. I just feel like there's some really cool skins just for leveling up in the pass. And then there's some, I mean, these skins are really good looking. Like, you know, the Mutant and the SKS, the Car 98, they look great. I guess there's just opportunity to do more of that with some unique stuff on the map. Like, Do you think that these gun skins look as uh, rewarding and like just all out badass as the last batch did? Because they seem... I do. I think they're really slick. I think they're, I mean, they're different. They're thematically different, but I like the bright, bold colors. Like a lot of the skins that we've gotten have been pretty subtle, but these are like the Atlas skins from the last one were phenomenal. Really like that, like tan on baby blue kind of feel that they had. And these are just different, but they, again, they just look good. But I I guess what I was hoping for would have been something like, you know, it'd be cool if there was an unlockable... I don't know, Uzi skin or something where get a kill while in a car within 50 meters of the, you know, racetrack, right? While in the car or something. And then you get an unlockable. Like there's just so much opportunity for affecting gameplay in a really cool way. And if there was stuff to get where you had to go to a certain location and drive around in a car and try to shoot somebody, there would be some amazing content and stories from trying to complete that. And again, you could totally cheese it and work it out with people to get it, but that wouldn't be fun. It would be way better in the beginning of the season to drop in, get a car, and everyone's trying to find an Uzi in a car and they're driving up and down this racetrack trying to shoot each other. That would be amazing. Yeah, I agree. Well, PUBG have just created a new department called the increase the stupidity factor. So maybe we'll just shoot that through to them, like a big list of ways to encourage people to do stupid stuff in game because it's hilarious. And I think that's right up the top. It's a great idea. Get a kill while in the, in the barrel doing a loop-to-loop. Are you suggesting that that's the department that added throwable melees? Yep. Whatever the department's called. That has been really fun. Wait, we didn't even bring that up. I know, dude. It's the best thing ever. I thought we were ever. holding on to that. Did you guys forget that? Because I thought we were just keeping that in the safe for the end. You know? No, dude. I didn't forget it. I just, I'm so excited about it. It does deserve <laughs> its own section. But yeah, we hadn't, we hadn't brought that up yet. That was one of the few things that we didn't bring up. And it's one of the most interesting and hilarious mechanics I've seen added to the game since I've started playing. We've been doing our own, you know, melee only, you know, pan tosses and stuff. And it is just so much fun. 
I don't think I've laughed as hard in-game as when we did the melee throw royale on Miramar during customs on Friday it night. Was so and we had good. like 36 people, teams of three, was it? Or teams of four? I don't remember. Three to four. Yeah, I think I think three to four. <laughs> and I think you you were on a team of three with uh with Mike Stan and uh who else was on your team? Maybe like Long Snapper or something? I can't remember, man. I know Mike Stan was on the team because I, I know our teammate got killed and then it was just me and him yeah, at the end. You ended up winning, but we were so we were in La Bandita. There's one of the new ramps is in La Bandita too. And so we're in this bowl and our team landed inside of it. And we we loot up first and someone comes and they're immediately game to fight, but we like ganged up on like one at a time as they trickled in. And then another team came, we wiped them, and then like two or three more teams finally show up to the fight and and get us and so then we're just we're just floating around with our you know spectator cams just chilling on the observer cams and just circling around it and you just see hundreds of pans just littered on the ground <laughs> teams are fighting on the downed plane up and down it i mean it is just chaos everywhere and of course there's no nades cuz mike just turned them off and so we got like <laughs> smokes everywhere flashes going off and just pans and machetes just flying everywhere it was so funny. It was like you weren't even like mad when you died because there was so much to watch. And then I've seen other people coming up with really creative ways to p- try and play and iterate off this. I think Grizz and Smacetron have been doing a really, really awesome job with it. Landing in places like the school on Erangel and going into the gym and placing several pans across the half court of the basketball court <laughs> and then lining up and then playing dodgeball like yes. in the traditional sense where you have to like run to the middle pick it up first and then start throwing it at each other and like 10 on 10 with like seven of those in play and just people That's just cool. chucking them and it was so chaotic looking it was great um i wish i would have joined up for that but yeah just being able to throw it and i mean even in regular games watching people like uh just finish off a kill like that or you know, lead with a Winchester shot, jump out of a window and like toss their machete at somebody for the kill. People were just dying laughing playing the game. And like, I get it. People will probably not be so ballsy, like I was saying, once the survival points start coming through and people are worried about their ADR again. But at least for this time, it has been really fun to have a mode where people weren't focused on stats. They were just focused on fun. And this is a big part of it. And this is so well implemented for a number of reasons. And I mean, I'll go on record and say here that I think this is probably the best patch that's going to hit in recent memory in the past few months, at least, if not the past six. And my overall reason for that opinion is there's stuff in this patch that the community has been asking for for a long time. And I think PUBG is delivering on, but then they put stuff in the game that no one was asking for. But it's done really well. And the one that comes to mind is this melee throw. It feels good. When you chuck a machete, it feels like you're chucking a machete how far you could throw it. Yeah. When you're throwing a cast iron pan, it feels like you're throwing a cast iron pan. It's smooth. It releases well. The hit detection seems pretty good. And the sound effects. <laughs> the sound effects are amazing. Oh, my God. The thud that, like right when you hit somebody or the like the little slicing sound of a machete just like tearing your body apart it's great like you get hit and you whinge a little bit and you hit someone and you're you just start dying laughing knowing that you just conked somebody like really hard right but and it's also just hilarious right because like you know now on the test server when i was running between towns dude if i had a machete and my teammate was running like 
10 yards in front of me, I made sure to throw the machete way in front of them. So they saw the machete land on the ground. I'm like, what is going on? That's awesome. Another side effect from having these throwable melees, like, do you remember a few months back when the pro guys got rewarded with a skin for their melee weapons and they were all like up in arms, like what a shit reward? Now it's cool. Yeah. Now you're chucking bats at peeps? Yeah. No one one bought those. Damn it. Yeah, well, you wish you did now, right? Or they did. No, no. No. (laughs) Throwing baseball bats I kind of want a bat now. (laughs) They come out with like cooler skins for the crowbar. Like I'm looking at the the crowbar shovel and like that seems seems a lot more fun to smack someone with than than just a bat. And I don't know how you spell the, or how you say the other one. Is it the machete, the cookery? The cookery, yeah. How you say that? Yeah, cookery. That thing looks cool, man. It looks like it was designed for throwing at someone 20 meters away and sticking in their Yeah, that is, that is boomerang shaped almost. It's ready to fly. Yeah. I think that one actually gives you an extra five meters distance, you know? Oh, speaking of which, like, so our poor listeners don't have to go and look these stats up ourselves. The machete, the crowbar, and the sickle all have a maximum throwing distance of 40 meters, and the damage will decrease from 75 to 25 based on the distance. Now, the pan has a maximum throwing distance, uh, which is shorter than the others, which is only 30 meters, and the damage is 90 to 40 based on the distance. So that said, is, is the pan to the head? Does that get multiplied? Like, is that a one, one-shot kill? I, don't, I, think, I think it's 90. I know that in the kill feed, it tracks headshots from throwables. I don't know if the multiplier exists. My gut tells me that it does, though. I, I bet you can one-shot headshot with the pan. I ha- Yeah, I feel like I haven't tested it because we've done it in those, like, little, you know, instances where you're either finishing someone you've already hurt a little bit or you're throwing two at them and the one, you know, you they're shooting a real gun at you and you're like, I'm going to throw two of these at them because I don't care. So I haven't noticed it in any of those, other than the situations where you're just spamming them. Yeah. But- yeah. If we keep reading, though... <laughs> it's another case of us not reading far enough. Another, yeah. <laughs> From within 15 meters, one melee throw to the head can kill enemy players without helmets. Okay, without helmets. So it has to be a multiplier, though. Oh, yeah, and it does tear up. It really damages oh, yeah, vests and helmets. Like It, it just like half-shots them like right away. Another thing I noticed is that the implementation for this has all around been like pretty perfect, and it goes all the way to the kill feed image that comes when you throw something at somebody (laughs) and it's literally like someone throwing and you just see this little like dart looking you know thing like they kind of drew the wind and like a projectile kind of thing it looks really funny that guy just got hit with a flying pan good for him that's so good even and you can carry an extra melee weapon now you can carry multiple you see how much they weigh they weigh a lot so much which is they weigh a ton fair enough but so it's like four gas cans for one melee yeah, but imagine a dude running around with like six crowbars. Like he's not going to be carrying much else. Imagine a dude running around with four gas cans. He wouldn't be able to move. Yeah, but those, you can link them together. <laughs> I mean, realistically, like carrying four gas cans is not possible. It's true. Unless they're empty. I don't know, but I guess I wouldn't want to run around with like five machetes though. They just <laughs> don't want on a trip. <laughs> I mean, throw them in your backpack. You know what I mean? Just a bunch of holsters. Now, that's true. five cast iron pans, that sounds heavy. Those those things weigh a lot, you know. Mm. You're not you're not like flipping your pancakes super easy with one hand there. Not with that pan. Yeah. No, that would be terrifying too. That's probably the scariest one that if someone was throwing a cast iron pan at your face, that's that's scary. That could knock you out pretty easily. That's that's pretty realistic. Yeah. Straight to the lobby screen, you get hit with one of those, like the real oh, life yeah. lobby screen. Yeah. 
Oh my god! I just had a vision of my afterlife being a lobby screen <laughs> with just an endless Hit time. Hit play, you just please. Wait, just How'd I do? <laughs> you only had a twenty-five ADR. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of these challenges. So we we did kind of get into wait 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 whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, we, you, got, you got more? We missed well, it's because it's related. We missed the throwing loot to your teammates because we're still oh, throwing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you can now prompt. So using your what are we calling this thing? Where you request stuff? Uh, the lost in translation button. The lost in translation button. You can say, "I need ammo," and your teammate can, with his, when they're within fifteen meters of you, can like push F and throw you that ammo if they have it at like fifteen meter range. And the animation looks super cool because not only do they throw it, like they actually th- pick it out, throw their arm, but you catch it. You put your arm out and snatch it out of the air. Have you guys tried this yet? It's really slick, man. I did test it's it a cool. bit. There is something I'd like to bring up on the meds that doesn't quite work. Great. And it's that if you request meds, it seems to only want to throw your first aids first. And then if you don't have any of those, it'll start throwing bandages. But there wasn't a really easy way to be like, I need a boost. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no distinction yet that you can build. And I think what they really need to end up doing is taking the wheel and letting you customize what goes in it. Because oh, yeah. I don't need I don't need to say affirmative or something like that. I don't need to use the other functions. And what I would like to be able to do is just put the specific things I'm ever going to ask for, ammo, boost, or, you know, first aid bandages. Like those things should all, those three different types of healing items should be, should be separate. I don't need boost to be separate necessarily, but bandages, first aids, That's great, and boost, like really do more. I mean, and, and I guess if you're, you're someone who has to use it as your legitimate loss in translation, you know, all purpose, mm-hmm. I think if you... Hover over the spot that has healing. You should be able to like open up more of a tree and pick between all of them pretty pretty quickly. Like hover over for an extra second, and then right. the tree pops up, and you can go further and be like, "I need bandages because we're driving." You know what? I haven't tried that drive. Has anyone tried that driving? Can you pass stuff between each other while moving in a vehicle? Can you pass between each other in the back seat, or are you talking about driving parallel in another car and throwing it like from car to car? No, 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 no. Just like two people in the back seat, like, hey, I need, you know, I need this. Can you pass stuff, or are you going to end up jumping out no, of the vehicle because of it? Because um, isn't no, it tried F it. to pass, right? It's like the same button. Oh yeah, like F to stop bandaging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if there are limitations <laughs> to that. But that'd be cool too, because there's always been that thing like, man, we're driving and I need something, but it's like, hold on, let's just stop. I need to, I need to get a boost off of somebody, and or I'm gonna die. Yeah, I guess to me, like, this is probably the most forgettable change in the patch. I think it's cool that they're putting it in there because, to your point, Kev, I think they could iterate on it in a way that makes it very useful, or that it could be useful in niche situations. But after I tried it on the very first map just to see how it worked, I've not even thought about it again. Yeah, like a good we, test for it might be. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're, I was just going to say we asked for this. Like I, I can't remember what episode it was. We specifically asked for this. We used the word yeeting stuff to each other. I know Griff's not here to uh, take credit, but I'm pretty sure this was derivative off of his idea. I don't know if he was the mm. first person to bring this up, but it's the first place I heard it for sure was when he brought it up on the show. Sure. And then we started taking it to like throwing gas cans and stuff. We're like, can That's we throw right. a gas yeah. can up on a ledge so we can shoot it? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think ours, you know, when we when we talked about it, I don't think we had discussed it going like straight into your inventory. And I think that's a good point to bring up too, is that if you ask for something 
um, unless your backpack is completely full, it's going to put the 5.56 that you requested directly into your backpack. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of ammo, it'll throw a stack of 30 or something, right? And you just go straight in your inventory. You can just start using it right away. It's great. But I guess the test for it really is going to be, will you see someone use it in a tight situation, in, a, in like an end circle? Are you going to see pro play use it at all, ever? That that might be like where we go, oh my God, it's actually useful. And then you see people, you know, actually use it more. But are you going to see your typical players on a, on a squad where they can just ask for ammo with their voice? Are you going to yeah. see them ever use yeah. it? Well, and I think that's just it, though, is that I can imagine whether I've been in these scenarios or not, but I can think of scenarios where this becomes really useful, you know? You know, guy with an M249 is sitting and pinned you guys down, and there's a, you're across a doorway, and the other person mm. needs meds. Well, it's going to be really nice to throw the meds over there. Good luck remembering the hotkey that you have set up for it in the middle of that firefight. <laughs> but there's all kinds of scenarios where I think it makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure we'll see clips and videos of people using it effectively i just think that it's again i don't think it i i don't know if it was super challenging to put in i think it's a great addition because you know maybe console really needed this maybe certain regions that have language barriers really needed this you know i again i would look at heath and say is this something that you think you'll find use out of because i know in the past you said that like the radio comms were really useful for you yeah, they were. Like, well, that's when we were just getting lobbed in with the Asian service, but that's, we've got our own ones back now. But I can see how, like, say, Southeast Asia, where although they're all in Asia, they all speak different languages. You know, that's, it's, they can't just jump in a team and start talking to each other. So yeah, they'll, they'll take, make good use of this because they do at the moment when you join those games. They, they use that side com all the time. You know, the text on the side that says, says this and that that you guys don't really use very much at all. I don't. I haven't used it since it was when I've, we talked about it. Yeah, I've never actually used it unless making a point of you know, hey, I can do this cool new thing, or I'm going to annoy someone and just ask for ammo ten times because I'm you know, I just remembered I have it. But yeah. I, that was my first thought was those those places where people use it, you know, because it is their language barrier button. They might be so accustomed to it that they might be the first ones to make yeah. like really flashy plays using it. Like, and I say flashy, but like, you know, their man's pinned down with nothing and they're, you know, you're at two rocks and that you are, you do have that sniper or AWM or something just staring you down and you toss yeah. them over, you know, a bandage or, or a first aid and then they're able to pop back up. You're both able to lay some suppressive fire and, and bounce out of there. It could be great. But I just I have a feeling that we're not going to get a ton of use out of it until we see someone make a good enough case for it. What what really excited me about seeing this and seeing it function really well, like you know the the animations of the throwing and grabbing, was well. Did you guys you guys ever play Battlefield? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know melee melee weapons in Battlefield. If you try and stab someone in their front while they're looking at you, the other person has the option to kind of deflect that knife and turn it back and stab you. Have you seen that happen? So they've got two animations, right? If you come up behind someone with a melee weapon and try and attack them, you get away with a free kill all over. But if you try frontally stab them, they can push a button at the right time and they actually turn your bayonet around and stab you with it. So say with a pan fight, when you throw the pan at you, like if you could could catch it at the right time, you know, like you get prompted when the pan's at a certain distance and you can catch it and throw it back because the animation's already there. It's funny you said that because the other thing I noticed about the melee throw is that the physics are really good on it. Like when you throw it into mm. walls or the ground, it made me wonder if you could like bat somebody's melee throw out of the gra- out of the air with a pan. Like if they threw a pan at you, if you swung at the right time, is it going to deflect it? We did try it. Um, we failed. We died a lot <laughs> trying it. 
yeah, it didn't work. And you can't throw a pan. Like if you throw a pan and you hit somebody's pan that's on their, their belt, that pan does not deflect that pan. Oh. The pan, the pan, the pan, the pan. Yeah, so it doesn't act as armor against mm. other melee weapons. Interesting. I still think it would hurt. If he, somebody threw a cast iron pan and hit your cast iron pan on your hip, that'd be a lot of force resonating through your pan into your hip. Definitely. I think it'd hurt to run around with a cast iron pan just tied to your hip. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll save your ass, literally. <laughs> Easily worth it. What else is in this patch? Miramar wasn't the only spot to get a change, and, and I guess because we're a little tight on on time at this point, we've talked about the really exciting stuff here. We kind of can, can run through it a little faster. But Arangal was on the test server, and there was a reason for it. I'm not going to say good. I don't think they needed to really <laughs> test this too much. But Arangal was on the test server because of two reasons. They're listening to us finally about red zones, and they're no longer spawned after phase three, which at that point, they're hardly ever an issue. But they're they're listening. We're making we're we're getting some slight concessions here. Now the real thing that we needed was vehicle spawn rates have been slightly increased on regular end mountain roads, so that's nice. I guess you know that it's something that needed to happen, but that feels like something that you can just turn on and ask people to like you know give feedback on the, on how it feels on the live servers if it's enough. It doesn't seem like something that you needed to take away my opportunity to to try out the the really fun stuff that's. Miramar specific. We may have forgotten to mention that the Winchester 94 is now Miramar specific. So it's 30% increase on Miramar and it is 100% decrease on every other map. Oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't know yeah. that. It, so we've been asking for all weapons on all maps for a while now. And so we got uh, an existing weapon upgraded and made map specific. So you know, we, we get a concession and then they, they kind of take one away as well. But it, I mean, it's okay. It's fun to use, but I just wish I could use it everywhere now and, and solve that issue of not having a Balti or a DMR early game on all maps. But it is what it is. It makes sense to live on that map, but I feel like it could be everywhere. It's a pretty classic small game kind of hunting rifle, right? But anyway, yeah. So Erangal changes are good, but not, not something we probably needed to test. I haven't really felt like it changed much in my games. I went to Pachinki a bunch on the test room, and Pachinki still gets about 13 red zones while you're there if you survive, so. Yeah, because there's multiple phase. It's not like they were, like, you know, no longer spawning after phase three and only one per phase. It's like, no, you're still going to get pounded by them. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they changed the logic on Erangal. So, yeah, still just landing on Pachinki like always. We'll probably have to keep complaining and giving feedback on it but they're they're, they're listening they're, they're willing to make some changes to how the red zone works i just still think like you know we need something to be done to either make it more interesting like c had said on the last episode you know, make it so you can actually kind of tell which direction they're coming from maybe it's like a carpet bombing where it, it starts on one end and kind of rolls through who knows yeah and i think the bigger change here is the increase in vehicle spawns I think that's going to be hopefully something we see on Miramar as well over time. And Miramar, I guess I don't seem to have as much problem finding a vehicle. But Aaron Gale, there were times where it was just like, man, like I don't want to run from Gatka to, you know, farm or whatever. It just, there's times where you just couldn't find a vehicle because of the way the circles were. So I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to just feel this a little bit more. Um, I didn't really notice a difference when playing. 
because I really didn't want to play Erangel, so I only played it a handful of times and left the rest to go to Miramar. I think that's what's been transferred over here is that vehicle play is fun. Running simulator is not fun, and I think they've just increased that across the board, and we'll probably see more increases to the light because people can always choose not to drive a vehicle. Like if there's too many vehicles, they can always yeah. just run. There's times where I die too many in ve- too many times in vehicles, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to run this mile. Yeah, or you, or you just don't want to make... Yeah, you don't want to make a ton of noise, which has been help. You know, it, I still love being able to just turn the engine off and just coast past a, a couple fights because you're just driving through the middle of them. But no one knows because they're just engaged. They're making their noise and you're not making any. Um, Heathy and I just did that. We had fights on either side of us and we just we were running out of gas. So, it was you know, there was a reason we were stopping, but we just rolled another 300 meters through. A fight happening on our left and there was a fight happening on our right. We just kind of got in there and uh, ended up third partying a team a little bit. And the rest of the game was crazy. It was a fun one, but that's more of a good vehicle change than just adding a few more. I think that needs to happen across the board. Any other things we want to get into on the Erangel that was changed? I mean, I think that's really... I think that was pretty much much it. There's not much to comment on here. There are some new modes for customs, and we got to try a few of those that are really cool. (laughs) So I'm going to start with war mode changes. So they're tinkering with ground spawning on war mode so you you know either spawn in a specific spot in like the back on like a 50 v 50 platoon fight or you can spawn right on your death or on a specific teammate but you spawn on the ground instead of having that weird shorted shortened uh flight path and then you dive like twice as fast and everyone can see you coming and and it kind of just you, you might already be dead by the time you're getting to you know getting the land and pull your gun up you just start on the ground i think that's the way it should and, and i think that what that hints at is possible 4v4 or some sort of deathmatch coming. Well, they're putting in the things that are needed for it, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Besides all the you know, the, the pain of jumping out of the plane, the, just the noise pollution of having the planes constantly flying over as well. Like that, that eliminated is fantastic. Yeah. Overall, it seems like this isn't going to be something that a lot of us play often, you know, but if you play it once a month, once every couple months, it could be cool to see the, the ground war get better and the war modes itself, but 4v4 is what is needed for new players to catch up. It's it's the best gun system in the world, right, in video games, but we do mention that it's one of the hardest ones to master, and being able to just continuously get into fights is really something good. So that's a cool one, but not one that we haven't really played a ton of. We just, you know, we know it's there. Another one is zombies modes get major overhauls, and the one that I think we liked the most was Zombie Royale. Dude, it was so fun. I missed this. Talk me through this. How does this work? Okay, so Zombie Royale is basically a traditional battle royale, but every player is quote-unquote infected. So you get this like really cool like green zombie-looking health bar. But you play a normal battle royale. And so for in this instance, we had 40 people in there as teams of four. So it's like 10 teams of four. If you die or get finished, you can get rezzed, right? But if you don't get rezzed, after a certain amount of time, you become a zombie. And on the default settings, you have 400 health. You can jump over a building and your melee hits do a lot of damage. And you run freaky fast run really fast so can you use guns no but you can drive you can drive in the original one you can but the zombies cannot know yeah cool but here's the thing that i love about it and after like i am not a zombie mode fan i even tweeted this out like i don't really like zombie games or zombie modes but this one was so good 
And it's such a cool idea because it does a number of things, in my opinion, that are needed. You know, people are, it always comes up that there needs to be a respawn system in PUBG. And I don't think the base game really has a place for it. But I see this zombie royale mode becoming really popular because when you die, you get a second chance, right? And you can set these zombies to be able to respawn. You can get revenge. But let's say you're the first team to go out. Okay, well, you Mm. could then group up as a pack of zombies and ambush another team or run across the map or or do something else. It just shrinks the amount of time that you have in between games. It's just really kind of neat. But it's the same battle royale experience that you want, except for you got a new threat. So is it going to be my main game mode? No, but I thought this was incredibly fun. Like, it's worth a try. Even if you don't like zombie modes... Like, I'm not a Left for Dead player. I never tried any of that stuff. I just don't enjoy that, like, you know, survival, endless zombies coming after you gameplay. But this was really, really good. I mean, especially with the fact that it's not a mindless, you know, Call of Duty zombie that you can just, like, train hundreds of them to follow you. These are zombies controlled by the players you just finished. And so when we tried it out on Friday, I was actually, you know, we got the opportunity to have Jeremiah come through, play a bunch of games with us before he went back on tour, and he was giving away some some free uh, skins for some of the Halloween skins that PUBG you know let you know gave him codes for, and we played this mode together, and it was me, him, and two other guys, and we come up against another team, and I get a knock, someone else gets a knock, and then we we finish and we wipe the team, and we're like, all right, great, cool, wipe our hands of it. And we hadn't seen how this works out, and all of a sudden I'm up in one of these apartment building type things. And a zombie comes bolting through the room. I'm on the second floor. He just comes bolting through the window and flies by me. He's gunning it towards the team to meet up with the rest of his zombie teammates now. And I'm like, holy crap, they're flying past me. I got a couple <laughs> shots on them. I'm racing out. I mean, we were like, it got your adrenaline going. It was really fun. We, we didn't know what to make of it. They were moving so quickly. They were jumping twice as high. They hit you for like half health with one swipe. And they're tanky. They're definitely tanky too. So uh, I think wow. it's like four M4 headshots, two Car 98 headshots, take them down. So like you're yeah. definitely burning through ammo. And I think there's some stuff they got to they gotta work out on that. You can't loot the death crates of the people you kill and turn into zombies. They just kind of go away. So ammo became an issue for people in a lot of these things. And so that's something that they'll have to probably tweak a little bit. But overall, this thing is fun. And and we played it on the default settings. I didn't change anything. And it was really fun on the default. And you get a ton of options. Like you can change the zombie health. You can change whether they respawn or not. Uh, but I, I think it's worth mentioning the other modes too because it'll help understand uh, sort of the zombies. So there's the Royale, which we just talked about, where all the players start as teams. And if you die you turn into a zombie and then your goal is just to turn other people into zombies. And you've got survival where you've got basically a group of humans and then there's zombies and the zombies respawn and you just try to kill them and survive and outlast the timer. So humans win if they survive the timer. And then the last one is elimination. You've got one human team and everybody else is zombies. And so the human team is just trying to survive all of the zombies. And it can be, again, there's all kinds of different options you have for um, zombie health and speed and and that kind of stuff. So tons of new options in the custom modes. This is one that I intend to dig into heavily. 
with the biggest smile on my face. I'm really excited to do this on because well, because I've been doing OC customs on Friday night as well, and we've been playing a lot of war mode in that one, not so much the normal kind of custom uh, BR. So yeah, I think this will go down a treat because yeah, like you say, when you're dead, it, it's still fun to watch your friends from observer mode, you know, finish out a game. But it's going to be much more fun to actually interact with the rest of the game in just a somewhat different capacity. It's mm-hmm. not that fun if you die first in regular customs. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm I'm part of the crew helping throw them. Luckily, I'm not streaming them or anything. If I die first in a forty man game, and I know it's going to take another fifteen minutes. I just go play a solo, and then I miss the next game. So the fact that you do come back, and you can set how many times the zombies come back. In our case, it was only once, so you come back as a zombie, you get killed, you're dead for the rest of the game at that point. But it, you know, it's definitely more fun than than dying and being a drone, you know. But it's pretty hilarious watching three zombies like jump on someone, and like the person's like spraying and praying, and the zombies are just slapping wild. <laughs> like they're just funny dude yeah and then they're down and you can just almost hear the zombies thinking one of us one of us as they finish the guys <laughs> I think you will really enjoy it I, I honestly think this is one of those game modes that could make the normal game like as a separate queue it's that good It and it could get refined to the point where it's it's own queue it's that good wow so there's there's some other updates too. So they've they've updated the way that the survival title works. So you know you get to get to survival level six thousand to get the uh, the parachute at the end of each season, right? So they've changed it. So they've actually they've made some parts of it easier and some parts of it harder. So you get up to five k points easier now, which is great. But once you get after five or six k. You start to lose points, survival points, after 6K if you don't actually perform well. So just landing and doing nothing and just making it to top 10 doesn't help you as much as... I've been spoon-fed my whole life, man. What are you saying? I'm not going to get a certificate of participation anymore? No. No, no, no. You got to actually play the game and, and have you know good stats overall or you start to <laughs> lose and decay. Yeah. So, you know, you won't ever go back down past 5K or 6K or whatever it is, but, yeah, you start to lose points. That was the thing that wasn't clear to me from the patch notes, and I hope we get clarification on, is it says when you're over 6,000, you can lose some SP survival points, but from 1 to 5,000, they've made it easier to climb, but it's kind of unclear what happens between 5,000 and 6,000. Can you go high, much higher than six? I mean, does it oh, go to Oh, there's seven? people that were at like 64, 6,500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, you get the parachute as soon as you hit, hit 6K, right? Correct. And so I'm guess, I guess you have to maintain it until the end of the season to get it? Or is it once you hit 6K, you're good? Yeah, you can't go below 6K, so then you're good. You're guaranteed to get the shoot. So to me, it seems like the grind is between 5,000 and 6,000 because it says in the... So it says the beginner is one point to expert of 5,000. In this SP bracket, players are not able to lose points just like previous season. But to me, that means that between 5,000 points and 6,000 points, I think you can lose SP, which makes the 5,000 to 6,000 push the hard one to get the parachute. Yeah, and so it specifically says um, yeah, your SP cannot be lowered past 6K. And for players of survival rank, or survivor rank, uh, considering both kills and placement, if placing in the bottom 30% overall in a match, some SP will be lost. 
which is good. You just can't you can't rest on your laurels once you get there. I guess is is part of it, and then and then like play like crap, right? And you, it says it seems like you have to get some kills. I wonder if there's a point where if you're the hot dropper and you can get five, like I wonder how many kills negates that being in the bottom thirty percent of your match, right? Like <laughs> so, apparently yeah. you could still maybe just show up and lay in a bush. And get right. it as long as you're top thirty in solos. But you know, is there is there a way to you know die in fiftieth place, but you're having a strong game where you actually were out fighting and doing what you're supposed to do, or at least what we think you're supposed to do, and you have five kills? Does that neg- does that negate the losing points? Because well, every yeah. every you know kill is a n- notch towards not losing any rank points. I wonder if that's going to play into it. I guess I we'll just, just we'll have to see. Is the we'll just wait for player IGN to data mine the the bracket system for us. Yeah, I'll let Wacky Jackie sit in a bush for four hundred games or whatever he did last time. Maybe right. we just dropped into the center circle. It's, it's not an experiment I want to do. I think Moses took off took over that role. Oh, that was funny. Did you watch him doing that? I watched him for days on you know like a whole week. He was doing that. It felt like and it was really <laughs> fun. It was really trying not to shoot anybody. It was excellent. Him doing that has spawned a meme in my Sunday night meme squad called Sloth, and it means that you have to either be prone or crouch the entire game. <laughs> you can you cannot run, and it's hilarious. It's really hard. You don't go in buildings because you can't shoot out the windows. <laughs> all right, we covered it all? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Maybe we talk for a minute about these changes for the challenges. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see how hard it is and if it's really difficult to get any of them going because they're they're tiered. You have to go from one to the next to the next while wearing the specific shirt. I didn't see any that was, yeah. You have to wear the shirt after mission two. And you have to claim the shirt. Then you have to wear the shirt. Then you have to find the deagle, get the kill. And I guess that's the only time is you have to find it and get the kill. And then you can move on. Yeah. But, you know, it's relying on having the shirt on and finding the gun and then doing the thing. I Again, though, it's it's forcing you to... Think about the way you play to get the challenge done, which is a step in the right direction versus just these flat like kill requirements and placement requirements. So I think that's a good step. I don't think it's necessarily the right step, but it's cool that they're tying the apparel to challenges in a unique way. So I give them props for that, but I would have liked to see more map interaction than just gun and skin act interaction. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the actual... The actual like challenges aren't as hard as the last one. Uh, I I don't know. I think I think some of these might prove to be pretty hard. I know I'm not going to bother with the the bison skin. I'm not going to bother probably with the mutant skin. But the SKS Car 98 and mm. Deagle, I kind of want those. Mm. Kind of for sure want the those. The Deagle for customs. Let's go, I, dude. I, I I need the cool Deagle for customs. It's for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, any anything else standing out to anybody that got to get off your chest before we wrap? No, mm-hmm. I'm sweet. Mm-hmm. Chest good. is empty. I think for yeah, me, and again, I don't know exactly when this is released. Presumably it will be after the tournament's over and we're recording this a little bit before the tournament, but I just want to say I'm super excited uh, for that tournament. And if it happens to be after this comes out, I'm probably still excited after the fact, but uh, just excited for the turnout. Thank you for signing up and participating, everybody been really cool to see the support on that so thanks everybody for uh whether you're going to be watching participating or it was done in the past thank you yeah we booked up incredibly fast for this and had 
full fully lined up squads plus an extra five teams waiting in the wings which is great because the first team in the wings did get to fill a slot when someone else had to drop out and so it's been really nice to see that and so depending on you know feedback that we're going to get hopefully from everybody including if you didn't make it in let us know and and we'll try and gauge maybe we have to have more than one bracket and do like two weeks in a row plus a third week for the finals or something crazy or if we just do one make sure you get in there early try and keep an eye out we'll try and give more warning as we go you know the first one was kind of hey we're doing this and it's open and up maybe we give some more chance and it's open later on so that you can be ready and prepared to to submit your forms but it's been really nice to see the turnout and, and how excited people are getting for uh for our spooky tournament Who's wrapping us up? I don't know the script. I don't listen to the end of it because I know how it ends. <laughs> you, know? you don't listen to the end of it, but you know how it ends. <sighs> yeah, thanks. Another great episode. Uh, Patreon, Spiffy Man. Thanks, everybody. Next time, Heathy out. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't know it. Do you have a script somewhere handy? No, but we can wing it. Well, that's it for us on this episode. If you want to catch up with us you can find us on our discord there should be a link in the show notes also you can find us on twitter you can find myself heathy keithy on instagram and youtube mike you can find me on twitch most of the time twitch.tv forward slash mtb trigger also on instagram twitter all those other various things but i also started a new project recently uh, called xp media We've got a video podcast on YouTube that we're doing. That'll be out on audio only as well. So we'll put some link in the show notes there. We started off talking about WoW Classic, but it's a generic gaming video podcast in 4K. So if you're interested in more content from me, come check that out. There'll be links in the show notes. All right. And as always, you can find me in the Discord. Say hello there. And you'll find me on Twitter at the one heart live past that guys you know we always appreciate the support you give us by sharing this with your friends but leave us a leave us a nice review um, on itunes if you can and if you can support us financially we do have a patreon we'd really appreciate any help we can get you know some of these funds go towards helping out um, tournaments we just sponsored the ogc console duos tournament this past weekend with some uh, Xbox Live Gold Passes for the winners. And I think they really appreciated that. That was uh, C-Dome's tournament that he throws. They're going to kind of be our de facto console tournaments for now. And, you know, so those things help go back into the community and and they help us out if we need new equipment or anything pops up that, that we really need some extra cash for, you know. So we really appreciate the help and the support and it means a lot to us. So thank you. Yeah, and worth noting, we've already got enough set aside from the Patreon fund to pay for next year's hosting of the podcast. So it's going towards keeping this thing going. So can't say thanks enough for those of you that choose to support us financially. It's amazing. Thank you. Well, that's it from us. Winner, winner, out. Out.